Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Love and Relationship Podcast. Um, today, as I said, it's a very special day. For, for me, it is. I have two lovely ladies on here. We're going to talk about something so interesting. We're going to play the one-minute countdown. We're going to get started. And then you guys want to plug in because maybe you're in a space right now where you are trying to figure out if you're ready, if you're not ready. And we want to clear up a lot of that confusion today. So then you can walk away better than you came in. Um, and we will start the show very shortly. Uh, on a scale one to ten, she a hundred. Gets everything that she wants in abundance. Knows how to be a lady in public, but she can get crazy. Ooh, I love it. She got a lot of weight in her luggage. And shorty ain't bluffing. She might snap on you like it's nothing. Everything I thought I knew is redundant. Every apology's a token gesture. I'm sorry, baby, I don't know no better. You get mad when I show no effort and turn a summer into a cold December. Uh, cruise on the high road, dodging the potholes, tied up and I'm blindfold. She got me going psycho. I walk on a tight rope, my feet get nice cold, my head spinning like a cyclone. She got me going psycho. Okay, okay. So now we are ready to start. We are ready to get into today's show. So I don't want to talk too much because this show is not about me. It's about our guest. So why don't we go right to down and we'll let our guest introduce themselves. So Afri, go first. And then Maria, the floor is all yours. So introduce yourself to our audience. All right. So hi. Hi, my name is... I heard Marie. I heard Marie. Oh, I said Offrey could go first and then Maria could go after. But again, Offrey, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, we're good. Um, my name is Offrey Barmore. Offrey Livne, I'm sorry. What's going on with me? Um, I am a dating and relationship coach. I'm also a business coach and consultant. I have been married for 25 years. I left my... Uh, last marriage seven years ago and i'm a happier person um i love supporting people uh finding their way and um here i am here to share with you what i know about dating and relationship i love it i love it maria go go right ahead yeah mary love <laughs> yeah so i'm mary love uh, jean-louis seguin and i am a wellness consultant wellness therapist holistic um basically a holistic therapy. Um, and I still incorporate body therapy, mind, body, spirit, really just holistic healing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I specialize more into trauma recovery and healing and integration and also um, anything that has to do with root cause trauma and healing and evolution, really. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know what, guys? Look, look thank you for being here on today's show. I'm sure that throughout this time that people are going to take away a lot of wisdom because again, the reason why I started this show, it's not to necessarily be right. It's to just have a conversation about it. So it's yeah. like, if you take away something and you learn something and be better from it, great. If you don't, that's okay too. But the, it's about just opening the door of the conversation. Um, so why don't we get into today's show we're actually going to be asking the ladies some questions actually so again hopefully they have some booming answers i sent the questions to them before guys so they're all prepared everything is pre-prepared um so uh, again we'll go first with with offrey and then we'll go with maria and you know the whole point is is just to get raw authentic answers um that resonate with them based off of their experiences so if you don't mind, Offrey, what put you on the path of self-reflection and healing so you could get the outcomes that you desired when it comes to dating? Um, well, thank you for uh, asking that question. I believe that a person, let's put myself in the spot, I'm really ready for serious relationship. Once I look in the mirror and I'm content and happy with the person that I'm looking at. If you're not fully content and happy with who you are, probably you, you'll be busy by trying to fix yourself and fix the other person. 
um, while trying to start a relationship. I come to realize that the right time for me to move on when I realized that I was very, very unhappy in a toxic relationship of 25 years, it, I had enough and I was not willing to take it anymore. I looked in the mirror and I wasn't happy with where I am and what I'm getting out of it. And I decided that it's time for me to move on. And that was um, a very big self-reflection. I am living a life that I'm not happy with. That's not, no point. I don't want to wake up at 65 grumpy old woman that was not my goal in life so i decided to take action look in the mirror and find out who i am and where i want to be and i took action wow i i, I love that i love that answer uh maria your turn is next and then you know we're gonna summarize it so you you go ahead and i'm gonna ask you the same question marie the question that i have for you is what put you on the path of self-reflection when it came to healing and getting the outcomes that you wanted? Yeah, um, I kind of always been, because of my line of work, um, had to be involved in self-reflection, awareness, and stuff like that. But I did struggle in relationships. Um, I am also uh, separated, divorced. Um, I've had some, um, sh some relationships that uh, just did not work out. And Definitely with being free from a relationship and knowing that um, it's time now, I took the time after my last relationship to just be like, okay, let's dive even deeper. And I think it was just the more I was on the path of get, trying to find more of me, finding more of who I am, um, that basically got me to the path of, okay, this is this is what I was looking for as I was looking for myself. Um, so it's definitely um, has been very freeing um, to be able to get there. So just to coming back, what brought me to this is finding myself. That's the path I took. <laughs> okay, that's interesting because, you know, it's funny. I actually have like some questions that I didn't give you guys that I'm going to throw you guys off just to make it more authentic. Yeah. And either one of you guys could go first. It, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Why are people afraid of self-reflection? You guys just answered, like, both of your stories are very similar. It all started with looking in the mirror, self-reflection, looking at myself saying, hey, I'm not happy with this. I, I need to make a change. But why are a lot of people afraid to look? Either one well, of you ladies could go first. If the path was easy, everybody would take it. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't be a challenge. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be a challenge. It wouldn't be like a, a mission or something to strive for, right? If there's an, there's any challenge. So I think that's the thing. How I think people finally do it when they're tired of being tired. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Offering. I, I think a lot of people are afraid to look in the mirror and look at themselves and, they're more afraid of that. Uh, they're afraid of what other people will see. They, mm -hmm. people, other people, what, what other people think of them. If they're not happy with what they see, oh my God, what will my friend will tell me about me? What my neighbors, what my mom, what my uncle, uh, you know, people are so scared of uh, the peer pressure. Mm, I, I, I like that. I'm actually going to add something in here and you and you guys might challenge it. So it, it's going to make good conversation. I think a lot of times people are afraid to look at themselves because they might see failure. And I'm not saying failure in a negative way, but like, how did I get here? More is a sense. And sometimes it's very scary to look at yourself to say, I've been in this relationship. I'm unhappy. And then you have to look at that. And that can be very like demoralizing for anybody in a long-term relationship, short-term relationship, having to look at the ugly side. So a lot of times it becomes easier to ignore it, to say, let me just ignore this. I'll stay in this relationship. I'll figure it out. Instead of saying, instead of acknowledging the problem and say, I don't think this person's really for me, especially when you've invested time and energy and all those other things. Who wants to admit that they're losing in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want it to go or? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think not a lot of people, um, 
you know, it's not a comfortable conversation to have with yourself, but it it's, does start something is the conversation with yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I think we do need to have those harsh, those harsh conversation with ourselves to be able to look uh, things for what they are, right? And not like uh, just kind of put the roses, roses colored uh, <laughs> classes or anything like that. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, but yeah, I think it comes down to knowing yourself. And once you, if you don't know, you know, ignorance is bliss in a sense, but you know, you can't, you can't beat yourself up too hard when you tried your best with the knowledge that you had at the time, you know, like mm -hmm. hindsight is always 2020. And then once you're able to evaluate that and then see, okay, this is where, this is where I went wrong, or this is the direction, or maybe and most of the time is when, have you listened to yourself? You know, I, I realized in my past is because all of the times I did not listen to myself. I did not, you know, when I actually had the answer, I doubted myself, I questioned, or you know what I mean, when I actually was able to to um to make some 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 calculations that I, but I was just the reality of it was just not uh didn't want to face it, I guess. Yeah. I like that. I like the offering. I, I, I think a lot of people are scared to look at their self-reflection because they're afraid that the flaws that they see, their partner, their future partner, or the people that they go on a date to, um, will immediately notice. And, and also, it's scary to look at it because it means, oh, I need to actually, if I see it, I need to work it. So it's a lot easier to tuck it in and not worry about it. Nobody would see it, but it'll come again and again it will be a repetitive pattern in every relationship that you're going into if you're fusing you kind of avoid it i won't do the work i would not notice it's there it's there it's part of who you are and if you don't work to fix it it'll just come again and again and it'll interfere with every relationship that you were going to go into yeah i love that i love that see that's why i was throwing out some bonus questions here but you guys answered them very well so <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to ask a crazy question here, um, and, and you guys have obviously done the work, but um, it obviously has to do with healing. And it mm -hmm. says, does healing play a role in being in a healthy, committed relationship? Now, I'm going to add something extra here because the word healing gets thrown around a lot, mm -hmm. right? Heal, 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 heal. But nobody can unpackage what it actually looks like. So on this podcast... I don't want us just to throw the word around. I, mm. I want both of you ladies to answer the question. If we were to unpackage the word healing, what does it look like on paper? Okay. Um, did you want to go first? I'm so sorry. I'm like eager. I, I love the fact that you guys are flustered by the questions, but go, go ahead, Aubrey. <laughs> well, I think healing is... Uh, digging through trauma that each and every one of us carry from their childhood, from their adulthood, from previous relationships, and actually learning to work it out and let it go. So as to live as less as possible with us to become a better version of yourself. Be happier every time you look in the mirror. Just aim to be a better version of yourself. That's what I do every day. I, it's an ongoing work. It's not when you get to some point, okay, I'm, I'm perfect. It's not. There's always challenges. There's always things that every one of us want to work through and, get, and let go. So I think it's important uh, process of becoming a better version of ourselves every single day. I like that. I like that. Uh, Marie? Yes, um, for me, healing um, definitely relates to trauma. Um, and I want to also define what trauma is for me, is anything that is not, hasn't had resolution or integration. So anything that, you know, we always think that trauma has to be a big, big event, but sometimes it's just the simple things of not being able to have processed something. So, and, um, a lot of the work that I do is going back into childhood, going back into any time of my life that 
I wasn't able to process a certain moment and taking the time to allow that part of me that still lives in that traumatic moment to have that assistance. So a lot of the times what I reflected is that I, and I see it in others too, but realizing in myself that a lot of the times I treat myself the way other people treat me. Okay. And that was something that I, a big pill to swallow because um, realizing that sometimes the things that, you know, were harsh, that were done harshly to me or like judgmental and things like that, sometimes I would treat myself that way, you know, mm-hmm. consciously, subconsciously or consciously. But going back and having resolution for that little child, that little me that had that moment of feeling alone, not feeling heard, not feeling understood, and just being like, maybe nobody understood you, but I do. I know what you've been through. I know what you've lived. I know that maybe nobody else understands you, but I know you and I got you and I love you and you're valuable to me. So bringing that soothing and that healing, the same that I do for other people, but like bringing it inward and doing it on myself, putting myself as well, giving time for me and sitting with myself and giving me that type of healing. I think that's what healing is integrating and not just abandoning a part of ourselves, but healing it, hearing it, mm-hmm. saying you are valuable somewhere, somehow you have a story to tell and I want to hear it. I like that. Offer you, is there anything you want to add before I... Um, no, I think I, you describe it fantastic. I think you guys give fantastic answers. And, and I actually want to add something here. I think healing is self-awareness. This is just what it is for someone like myself, right? Because a lot of times, let's say you say, I'm a very blunt person right? You're very direct. But at the end of the day, let's be honest, you could just be a flat out asshole. So the self-reflection would need to be is maybe you need to work on your delivery to people and how you speak to them and be a little more nurturing, be a little more understanding because there is a time and place for tough love, but maybe you feel like how you deliver yourself because everyone will just say, well, that's just how I am. Maybe you feel you had to put on that tough persona to be heard. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming from a place of hurt instead of a place of, you know, I'm speaking, not my truth, because I don't like to use that, but more of a sense of I'm speaking from a place of peace. Mm. So these are things that I've always had to look at because myself as a man, sometimes I get told my delivery, Michael, you're an asshole. And I had to look at that and say, you know what? Maybe they're right. I had to do the inner work and say, you know what? I need to deliver my messages in maybe better, more subtle ways. Still being direct, but talking in a way where it's not like belittling the person, making them feel less than. So again, these are all things for me that I think are including in healing because that was part of my healing because I used it as an excuse just to say, well, that's just how I am. Take it or leave it. If you don't like it, leave. But again, I'm not retaining any friendships. I'm not retaining any relationships when I just come off blunt all the time and rude instead of saying, you know what, this is a person. So for me, that that was like a little cornerstone of what I needed to work on to heal. Now, obviously there's other parts too, but I think we all have parts that we need to look at within ourselves to say, maybe I could do better here. So I'm actually gonna go on to the next question, which I think is gonna be a good one um, for both of you. You guys have already touched on it, but I really want you guys to like unpackage it. There's a term that goes around and it's called about doing the work, right? We all hear it. You guys are in the same field I'm in, coaching, consulting. All we hear is do the work, do the work, but they can never explain what the work looks like. Is that reading books? Is that going to therapy? Like, what is the work? Because I feel like a lot of, not even I feel like, I think that that's where people get confused because a lot of times people need a roadmap, right? When it comes to the work. So they need a step-by-step instruction manual, just like when you get a microwave There's instructions in that microwave. You don't just press a bunch of buttons and hope that the food warms up and say, well, I think it's done. So 
again, either one of you ladies can go first. What does the work look like? So I think work is just like you said, it's uh, it's learning, it's taking courses, reading books, but it's all at the end of the day is working with yourself, finding your true self, the authentic self, look in the mirror and see, look at that, look at yourself and figure out if this is who you really want to be. And if there's things that you're not happy with, do everything that you can. And if you don't have the tool, hire professionals to mm. find out that the person that you are looking at yourself in the mirror is the right person, is what, what you really love. Because if you don't uh, find uh, that you like, that love that person in the mirror, you will probably uh, drag all those things that you think are flaws into another relationship that can cause a lot of damage. Exactly. Maria? Yes. So for me, doing the work is looking on your, your blind sides doing your shadow work. Um, I'm going to go more into just uh, working on the parts of you that um, you have suppressed, neglected, or just, you know, kind of put in the back. Um, you want to bring them to the surface and look, look at them for what they are. Um, that is doing the work because in our coping mechanism, um, that kind of goes with what you said earlier, but and our coping mechanism when we grew up, we all had different coping mechanisms, different ways of showing up to the world, different ways of different circumstances has different outcome in the way that we even present ourselves and all of that. So coming down to your authentic self of who am I? Who am I truly, despite of what people think of me, despite of any kind of thing. And then I think the work is looking right into your insecurities. Mm. That is where the work is, is diving into your securities and not making your insecurities the enemy, but just, it's just basically like neighbors you've never introduced yourself with and just having that conversation with them and saying, why am I, in, why is this making me feel insecure? Why is this making me feel a certain way and understand the story behind it? So I think the work is that, is taking the patient of looking at those parts that we do everything to kind of not do. <laughs> not want to deal with so yeah i, I agree and, and again i'm gonna throw you guys another curveball question because I, I like throwing curveballs bring it <laughs> you, you guys said who am i right both of you guys have said something so similar who am i i think a lot of times and you guys can answer the question when people try to figure out who they are sometimes there are losses that come with that because if you're ever changing we all know this people change people grow but while you're changing and growing, the people might not like the new you. So then you might jump back to the old you in a level of comfort so you don't lose what's around you. So I guess my question for both of you ladies is, was there any fear becoming a new you due that you might take some losses around your friend groups or maybe family? absolutely a lot of people have the peer pressure what would you and you describe it yourself a lot of people are afraid that if they'll do the work and if they create uh, a person like work on becoming a person that they like better the people around them their social circle will not like it as much as they do and a lot of people live in by uh by the norm what everybody else they want to fit to the status that that what people know them and me i live my own life and if somebody don't like the result of the work that i personally do every day they probably don't belong in my social circle this is who i am and i i think it's it's a personal growth it's something that is very important and I would not let it go because somebody think it doesn't look good or it doesn't sound good to them. This is me. And if I don't love myself. Who will? Exactly. Marie? Yes. So definitely thank you for sharing that. Um, 
um, yeah, like going back, it's a very valid, valid, valid fear to have. Um, if anybody kind of relates to that, I want them to know that it's very, very valid because we grew up, it's one of our most primal, um, primal innate uh, sense is to fit into a community, is to fit into the family. We are brought up that way to want to fit in and be accepted because if you're not accepted if you're left alone as a child you won't survive it's something that is built within our society so it's a valid thing to do that okay but if i can say something kind of like you have to find out your own value what you value and I think people have different values on what skills they have or what you know what they what they like or what they don't like. But once you find more of who you are, you need to put that value into that and not let somebody else dictate the value of what you possess or what you have. So if you are, you know, you grew up, you you kind of did what your family did and everything, and you you were fitting in. Um, to a certain point, now you're realizing who you are but the people that you've attracted is on that part of you or that person for you to be able to fit in so now if you're realizing who you are you're going to align yourself with people that are more in tune with who you are so now when you get to that place of like oh do i let go do i this the same way that you were able to create that for yourself before know that you'll be able to create the same thing but the fear the initial kind of fear is definitely, definitely valid, but it's nothing that you cannot overcome for sure. Wow, wow. I, and I like both of your answers. And you see, this is why I brought you guys here because somebody already asked us a question. And again, I'm gonna read the question and any one of you ladies can answer. And this is what makes doing podcasting so fantastic. Um, so his name is Greg and he's watching from Morocco. And he says, thank you for both of you for teaching, for teaching him. He says he's in love with a beautiful woman who doesn't who doesn't show me enough of her love. What should he do? Either one of you guys can you answer. Can you repeat the question again? For sure. Um, he says he's in love with a beautiful woman who doesn't show him enough of, of her love. So she's not very recipro reciprocative. And he's curious on what he should do. Did you, you want to go? Go ahead. <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we need some context, but um, he want to know what he should do. I think I think the first thing would be to just have a conversation with that person. Um, be upfront, be be yourself, and and actually just say what's on your heart, how you feel. Um, and if it's something that you've made it clear, you know, obviously he's he's obviously had said it because now he's saying that it doesn't reciprocate or it's not yeah, it's not coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think it's just sitting down and having a conversation with her and saying like, hey, why? And you know, asking questions is never a bad thing, um, but also just feeling it within your intuition as well um, is a good thing too. Listening to yourself, I would say. Um, don't ever um how can i say if you're if you are putting yourself a lot out there and you're not getting that same energy in a sense feel within your intuition if this is the kind of energy you want to interact with in a sense like you know kind of also feel within your internal compass that's also getting to know yourself is trusting yourself trusting yourself your higher spirit your mind your body of how you feel about this sitting with yourself sitting with the parts of you that are feeling uncomfortable with that as well there might be an inner inner uh, what's the name of the person uh greg inner greg that has yeah that has touched on a lot of insecurities maybe. So touch within that, heal with yourself because there's a lesson for any for every encounter you, 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 you come across and that women might not be coming in your life for the specific reason you might, you might want, but it might still have a gift within itself of maybe just you reflecting on yourself more, maybe. I like that, I like that. Offrey, any advice for Greg? Well, I, uh, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. Uh, if it was up to me, I would go 
uh, and have a conversation. I think the most important thing for relationship is communication. No relationship can survive without good communication. And this is the foundation. If you don't have a communication, how would you know what the other person feel, want or desire? And I think it's if it was up to me, I would go to her and ask her what is that she's looking for? What is about them that doesn't fulfill her and give her to be her full true self that he is expecting her to be? I love, I, I love that you guys said that. And it's funny because my answer is probably going to be very, very different from your guys. Uh, I'm going to say this. She's either losing interest because usually when women are very interested in a man and you guys can back it up or argue the argument, they're mm. very receptive. They are very receptive. If they're really, if, if a woman looks at you and she's like, that's my guy. And you guys have been talking and there's, you know, good connection and everything is like on par. She doesn't want to hold back, no matter what fears, no matter what she has going on. So even like I would say, yes, have the conversation with her 100 percent. Say, hey, is there something going on? But I would look at it as you're losing interest in me. Maybe, you know, there's something that I'm doing that is that is, you know, like not pushing her away, but kind of making her withdraw within herself where she doesn't want to surrender. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when women really like a guy, they surrender to that guy like like that. I've seen women like guys and there was no resistance. He said, hey, I want you to come over when, where, whenever. We're going out to dinner when, where, wherever. Like it was consistent like clockwork. But then- yeah, This could be the, the thing that maybe she's just not ready. We don't know- I do, I do. You don't know what we we actually have no idea what the context where the relationship stopped when the relationship started what the previous relationship that she was in affected her maybe she's not ready we don't I, know i love, I love that you said that i love that you said that because i'm going to touch on that and, and this is where me and you might bump heads i don't believe in somebody not being ready because when it's the right guy they're ready i've i've seen women in, in my space and like what i do I've seen women tell one guy they're not ready and a week later they're already in a relationship with another guy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen it. I'm just like, I've seen it. And I'm like, but you just said you weren't ready. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm not trying to hate or anything. I'm just trying to say, I've seen it. It's like, when a woman says, I'm not ready, she's just not ready with you. But when the guy that she really wants, she's ready. Because yeah. she doesn't want the fear of losing out and that girl going... Or that guy gonna go be with another woman? That's just me, though. Yeah, you guys can drive it at any time. <laughs> I think I think I want to make sure that the two the two people in question have that I guess emotional intelligence to yeah. be self aware enough to be honest with themselves and honest with the other person. Not everybody has that, so there's this context kind of like is that there? But when we're talking about a healthy way that should be there where two people are self-aware enough to be able to have those hard conversations. Um, sometimes it's just about, sometimes it can be about timing. Sometimes it can be about, um, can I just speak for myself? Um, yeah. I know that I just not too long ago recently said I'm ready to date. Uh, before it wasn't because, um, you know, I, I, I was in a relationship or anything like that, but it was just because I was I was still searching for me and I was still wanting to get certain things um, checked in my box of want to do things before getting into a serious relationship. So I kind of wanted to make sure that I have, you know, my, my new website out. I wanted to have like my career up in a certain place where I'm feeling comfortable with myself. So sometimes it could come with that and I guess, if it kind of comes with discipline, if the person has like a self-discipline of like, okay, I said I wouldn't do, I wouldn't get into this until then or whatever, mm. you could be the most amazing guy. But if she can say like, hey, I've put in, I've put myself on this, you know, if that's okay with you, if it's not, they you know, like having that mature adult conversation is something, but you need to have two people on the same wavelength for this conversation to actually. That is true. Offrey, is there anything you want to add to it? Uh, no, I think uh, I think it's pretty clear where we at. So, yeah, I'm gonna add something really fun. I, I love what you said, Marie. I'm gonna add something very interesting, and you guys can chime in. 
our plans sometimes are a joke. And I'm not saying that to offend anybody, but a lot of times if you believe in God, what we plan, God says, yeah, I understand that you want to do this, this, and this, but this is your person. They're coming into your life right now. And you might sit there and say, well, but I want to do this, this, and this. God's like, well, I'm sorry. This is your person. So that happens sometimes because a lot of the times, like our plans are very small in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And it's not to shut our plans down or say that they're not important. It's just when you look at it from a broadened view, we can set these standards. But I've heard something that makes that made me laugh. God has a sense of humor. What we say, it's like God's like, well, I have something bigger for you. So you might want to do all these little things. But God's like, I'm going to throw someone in your life right now that you're going to want to commit to right now. Hey, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I just have to put it out there. Till it happens, I got a plan, baby. Like, till it happens. <laughs> I have to put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I had to put it because a lot of times we plan so much. But it's like when we answer to something higher than ourselves, he's like, I see things that you don't. But I mean, I mean, I, I was just going to say, like, the, the plan that I put is with is with my higher power as well. You okay. know what I mean? It's like, I know what I want and how I want it. And I, I'm, I'm fully like, hey, whatever is right for me is going to come to me because it's already mine. You know, if I if I'm longing for that kind of relationship and that kind of partnership, it's because it's already mine. It's because it's already on my frequency. It's already mine. So I'm never going to be afraid to connect with somebody. But until I feel it, um, mm. I'm not going to commit to that. And so that's, that's, where, that's where I think some women are, is that they're just, maybe they're not, they just haven't felt that. Got it. Offrey, is there anything you want to add before I jump into the next question? Let's move on. Um, should you work on your traumas before you get into a relationship? Or can you be in a relationship and work on your traumas at the same time? Well, in a perfect <laughs> world, we're all going to be healed and cured and move on from one relationship to another with no trauma. But um, every relationship uh, can trigger trauma from our past. And I think in order to start fresh, start clean, better to work as much as we possibly can on our post uh, past trauma to you know, to start a relationship on the right foot without carrying old baggage to something brand new that can can be very beautiful if we learn to let go of old trauma. It can resolve a lot of issues that will not come if we're unclear. So what you're saying is you can't do both. You can't be in a relationship and work on your trauma. You pretty much well, got you can. You can definitely, but you have to, to get into a relationship uh, feeling healed. I know we can't heal all the trauma uh, that we have in our life, but uh, often we have we find the right relationship. You know, don't expect anybody to fix all your trauma. Don't uh, hope. Oh, my next relationship, I'm going to find somebody that'll fix me. That's no, not how it works. That's codependence. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, you want to come as ready, as ready as we say, ready to your next relationship that you work your trauma you kind of let go as much as you can to think that will prevent you from building a good relationship maria anything you want to add um yes um working on your trauma is going to change you it's going to change who you are the person you come in doing that work we just talked about doing that that actual dedicated work on yourself which i recommend for anybody that wants to have, you know, um, that's on a spiritual path or a, a self-awareness path uh, of healing, um, you want to get to a certain, you want to get the basic, you want to get your foundation straight kind of thing uh, to, to a point where um, you know who you are because you cannot know, you cannot basically match up or know what you want until you know who you are. <laughs> and to really know who you are, you need to get, rid of the filters and the trauma filters and get through all that to get to the real source of who you are. So if you have a bunch of like filters, you can't see the real you. So 
you kind of have to work to that. Okay. And then I mean, I'm comfortable in the place where I am. And then I'm going to try to find somebody that is compatible with the true me. Um, I like that. Hang on a sec. Hold that. Hold that thought. Guys, we have six people in here, guys. Please like, share, subscribe, like the content. Um, and also on top of that, if you guys want to follow these girls, these ladies, these lovely ladies, their Instagrams and their Facebooks are down below. I didn't leave you guys without nothing. You want to get coaching from them. You want to have a conversation with them where they can help you. We provide everything down below. So, but go ahead and finish your thought. I just had to interrupt. No, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I think, you know, just an analogy of like, um, alcoholic anonymous let's say like you went and you you were you were an alcoholic you went through the program you did the work you got your chip you know and you know you're you're in a certain point of your rehabilitation um and let's say you want to make a friend but the friend is still in those bad habits that you've have already did the work and worked through the kit you know what i mean and you're certain you're in a certain place being around that certain person in a sense, or even trying to help them can kind of be um, hard or just, you know what I mean? In terms of that. So when I'm thinking, when I bring this into a kind of like a relationship in a sense, not saying that again, like you said, not a codependent uh, relationship where you need to have somebody to help you, you know, heal your traumas and get you out because no, the strength comes within you and shouldn't be outwards like that. But um but having someone that is compatible in your journey is, I think, very, very important when it comes to a relationship. And I just use the alcohol thing for you know, abuse or anything like that. But healing trauma, you're kicking bad habits. Healing traumas, you're kicking bad habits of maybe being harsh on yourself, maybe being self, uh, uh, um, you know, you can be emotionally abusive to yourself sometimes, you know, you could be, um, there's different things of healing trauma that comes to that, that you're going to be a different person on the other side. So matching up with someone, imagine if you're with somebody that did the work too, y'all can compare notes <laughs> or just like, you just come back that, yeah. So that's what I want to say. Um, that, that's interesting. Alfrey, is there anything you want to add before I add what you have to say? I'm good. Um, my, my thing is this with the trauma thing. Sometimes dating someone with the same traumas with you is not a good idea. It's not because that creates trauma bonding, right? Unless you've healed, unless you've healed. But a lot of times, like, again, like, unless you haven't healed, then it like, it becomes very problematic. Um, but I actually want to add something. Guys, if you guys want to have these girls back on the podcast, please put a one in the chat or like the video, please. You know, I mean, these girls are dropping some crazy gems, giving guys, girls the tools to um, pick healthy partners and how to know if you're ready. So please put a one in the chat. Greg, hopefully we answered your question. Um, and, you know, we want to be able to help as much as possible. So this question, ladies, is probably going to make you laugh. It's probably going to be a double partner. Um, is the dating market bad or is it because people are not doing healing and self-reflection? Well, <laughs> well, I think, I think, uh, bad is it's perception. If you decide something is negative, that's all the, that's everything you're going to, you're going to get from it. Yeah. Look at life in a positive light. Okay. Choose positivity over, over negativity. If you decide that uh, I'm going into dating with an open heart, open mind, and you cannot imagine what will come out of it. If you go there, oh, all dating sites are bad. The dating is cat catastrophic. All my friends told me it's terrible. They're dating only bad people. Nothing comes out of it. That's what you set your mind to be. That's the result that you're going to get. That's just universe projection. That's yep. what you get. You think negative, you're gonna get negative. But if yeah. you go with an open mind and heart and think I'm going to an adventure and I'm looking forward to see what you can universe can uh serve me, I'm looking to find the most amazing people of my life. You see what you're gonna get. There's no bad dating uh uh you know scene. It's bad mind, it's bad thinking. Okay. You know, 
Marie? I love I love what you said and I, I agree. I agree with you. I think uh, what I would add is just a continuous to what you just said because that was beautifully well said. Um, for me, is would be like find your niche as well. So have that positivity within yourself. And at the same time, um, find your niche, find your people, find your family, find your group. Um, I think for me, when you um, have done the work, like we said, or it, wherever you're at, there's people that have that same wavelength, you know, like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited people, you know? And I think people are just fishing in the wrong pond okay. and not realizing or not even feeling like, is there a pond for me? Is there people like me? Am I gonna, you know what I mean? And I think the more that you show up as who you are, the more you're gonna actually attract people like that because the more you're telling the universe, I know who I am and I'm happy with who I am and you're bringing all of that energy up, you're gonna magnetize that. So I think definitely it comes with what she just said, but also putting that, that you are valuable and that there's someone out there looking exactly for what you have. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, it's funny though. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you guys both only for this reason. I think it's both. I think the dating market's trash. And I also think it's people haven't done the healing. And the reason why I'm saying the dating market is trash is nobody wants to serve anybody in a relationship. They're more thinking about what can I get from this relationship? Not about what I can give. And we see a lot of that in modern dating, you know, especially self-work. Yeah. You're willing yeah. to give and you're willing to get. It's go both ways. What you it give does. is what you're gonna get. Exactly. And then at the same time, you're always gonna have the the different, you're always gonna have the different uh people, but you know, you need to be dedicated to yourself, dedicated to what is good for me and not letting other things influence you. Mm -hmm. If you know who you are and you know what you want, go for it, regardless of what it is, because don't try to be like, yes, society or, you know, yes, there's people that don't want to heal. And what you're saying is true. There is definitely truth in what you're saying. What I mean is that, what do you want to focus on? I like that. I like that. It's and the reason why I say that is because I have a very strategic mind and I always have to look at the lay of the land. So every time I do that, I'm like, okay, I have to figure out as quickly as possible how this person fits into my life, right? That That's always my ultimate goal to figure out how they fit into my life. Because if they don't, I got to let them go before I get overly attached or whatever happens. So that's why, as I say, a lot of times the dating market not everybody goes in with the best intentions and you got to be able to suss them out as quickly as possible. Yep. Right. Like again, it touches on what you said, Aubrey, about the positivity, hundred percent. You should always go in positive, but you should also be aware that there are some shady people. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of fraud, but at the same time, every person that comes into your life come to teach you something. They don't yes. get there for nothing. There's yeah. always a reason why universe brought that person into your horizon. Even if it's for a short window. And that's the thing. I'm not afraid of somebody teaching me something new. I, I, I was like, hey, you taught me something new. Great. But I'm always going to say, well, how do you fit into my life? Because if you don't, I got to find the puzzle piece that does. And I can't waste time on the puzzle piece that doesn't. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always try to like, always try to tell people, pay attention to the lay of the dating land. Always pay attention. Go in with a positive mind. Be the positive change that you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to sit there, oh, everyone's bad in the dating market and nobody likes me. And like, no, that's that's wienery. Don't do that. Go in and say, I'm going to come into the dating market serving with the ability to serve. And mm -hmm. through the ability to serve, I want to find someone that wants to serve as well. And if they're not a serving person, doesn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that it comes for a relationship partnership, work partnership. I think it kind of touches in all of that is that you always have the ability to find someone that's 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 with that's for you. And I think you just have to carry that into different parts of your life of matching up, matching up with yourself and then matching up with the right people, you know, that are going to yeah, benefit you. I like that. I like that. So, we're on to the next question here. 
why do people lie to themselves about being ready for a relationship when they are not? Lie is a very harsh word. Sorry for, for cutting you off, Marie. Uh, I think people, they're not lying. They're just very confused. Mm. They don't know what where they are. They don't know if they're really ready for a relationship. Uh, they want to cut corner about doing the work. They want to, okay, I just finished relationship, but I really want to have some fun. Okay, I'll go again and I'll, I'll go and I'll find somebody. And, and of course, it's going to clap because, because that's how things are. If you're not willing to give yourself, put yourself on a rebound, look in the mirror, do the work, um, you're sending a mixed message to the universe and that's what you're going to get back. Mm. Whatever you expect, that's what you're going to get. Mm, I like that. Marie, anything you want to add? Um, I think also just the reality that not everybody have the right intentions. Um, there's also, this is true, but there's also um, people might not have the right intention into finding a true connection, a true genuine connection. Maybe their 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 motivation is on a whole nother level. Um, so, so, so yeah, I think that could be another reason why, um, people, like you said, lie or whatever is the, is the lie intentional? Is the lie is, is, is are they aware that they're lying or they're lying to themselves or they're lying to others or they're doing both. Right. Yeah. Um, but well, I love I, what said about like confusion. The, the reason why I use the word lie is because a lot of times I'll see people get into a relationship. I'm ready. They're two, three months in. They have to tell the person, I don't think I'm that ready. I'm like, yo, you just wasted that person's time. Like, you totally just wasted their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, you're absolutely right, Offrey. It could be a thing of confusion or, or, or it just could be a lie. You know what I mean? And it, it really comes down to um, self-awareness and how aware you are yeah. of your situation at the time. 100%. It's been, it's again, part of looking in the mirror and tell yourself, that's what I want. This is who I am. And I'm ready to accept what comes to me. Like knowing yourself and knowing what you're looking for. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know what they really know, what they really want. So they come with it. Work. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, so again, because we're getting to the end of the podcast, I'm going to ask you guys the two banger questions at the end. What are the five key qualities that would make somebody relationship ready? And what does that look like on paper? You want to start? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think self-awareness. Okay. Uh, I think being happy with who I am and knowing um, what I want, basically what I'm looking, the person that I'm looking to find. Okay. Um, being authentic, being flexible and open to any out any outcome without judgment. Hmm. Okay. Those are some. Those are some good five qualities. And the and the question that's added: What does that look like? Like, what does that look like? Is that you surrendering to all five of those qualities and then saying, "This is how I'm going to go about it"? It's not surrendering. It's doing the work. Mm. It's, it's again like being like being true with yourself looking in the mirror and find out if that's what you really are and that's what, how you really want to present yourself to the, to, to the people out there because if it's not who you are and you're just putting uh, a mask on it'll come back at you i like you're that never gonna get what you want that's a good point uh marie five qualities that would make someone relationship ready I think it would be surrendering, surrendering to the work, okay. letting go of any resistance. Um, I think that it is not fighting against yourself anymore and, and trusting, <sighs> trusting the process, trusting the process, trusting it within you, knowing that, you know, I might not have all the answers right now, but the answers will come to me because I do believe that I am worthy to be happy. I am worthy to find peace, to find love, to find companionship, com you know, and knowing and, and hanging on to that, I am valuable enough 
to have that in my life. Um, so I think I don't know how to even say it. It's, it's, it's a feeling, you know, it's just something to have um, that you want to embody to be able and be in that that's that that healing. And I think that's healing within itself of saying. I'm here. I exist. You know, God was able to create me. So therefore, I know that there is someone out there for me, you know. I and like just that. trusting that, trusting in that. So I'm going to ask you guys the last question, and then we'll wrap up the show because you guys have given us an amazing hour of your time. Um, what are some tools that people can use or explore to prepare themselves to be ready for a relationship? Should I go? Yeah, I'll let you guys think about it, but offer if you want to go, if you already have the answers, go right at it. Yeah, I think self-reflection, being able to assess previous experiences, um, to know what you could have done differently, um, basically assess it and um, use it for the future, uh, knowing, being aware of my patterns in order to avoid them getting into the same, I wouldn't call it mistake, relationship that doesn't work for you. Um, also knowing my values and, um, and know what you are looking for. Come clear of what you are looking to attract to yourself. I like that. So those are all things that people can do to prepare themselves Absolutely. to be ready for a relationship. Because like if you don't know, if you don't have a list, I want... I want a, a, a guy that will be six foot three. It'll be slender. It'll be smart. You know, and and you want to know that you have very clear vision of what kind of character this person gonna have, and something that will match for what you like to do. I like that, Marie. Okay, um, for me, it would be doing generational trauma healing. Okay. Um, I think that is one thing that definitely helped me a lot. Um, healing the paternal and the mother side of things because we both bring that. And I've seen so many things within my, the partners that I was in and within myself, how those unhealed traumas were actually matching and bringing us together. And it's just like not understanding why certain things happen and why we keep attracting certain people in our life that is something so definitely trauma healing but also doing the whole generational thing um and then also um for me would be um inner child healing that's definitely one for me as well um another one for me would be just being trauma aware self-awareness um and just yeah like she already said the, the most important ones yeah values know that you're valuable and value your things value the things you love and if you love a person that has these traits that the, the way that what makes you happy then value that and go for what makes you happy don't don't yeah don't um how you call that um how you call that when you don't do you don't anyways don't um uh, <laughs> i can't even remember what i was saying it's okay yeah I'm going to drop like a big gem for that one. Yeah. I, I've i actually done this with a few girls, a few women, and they've actually like, whoa, like that opened my eyes. I, I say you need to have a contract with yourself. And what that means is you need to figure out your negotiables, mm -hmm. your non-negotiables, yeah. and what are you willing to give to get those things? So it's broken down into three columns. It's what are you willing to deal with? Like, what are you looking for? You know, the type of woman or man or whatever that is. What you're not looking to deal with. So for me, for example, I won't date someone that does drugs. That's a no for me. Right off the bat, no smoking, no nothing. I commit to that. But then on the final one, and I think the final one's the last one, is what are you willing to give to get what you want? So if you're less, let's say you're looking for like a woman that's very modest and all those other things. You have to say, if I want all this, what am I willing to give to get it? And you need to assess that. 
so that's one of the tools that I've given out to a few women and they're like, wow, I've been breaking my non-negotiables. I've been dating guys that are like this. I've been dating guys that are like this. No wonder why I haven't been get, been able to get what I want. Or they're not able to walk away. They say, well, I want this, this, this in a guy, but there's more non-negotiables than there are positives. And they still take the leap. So I say, you're compromising too much and that's why you're failing in dating. Yeah, they're settling, they're compromising, whatever. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous when you do that because now you're not being honest with yourself. And if you're not being honest with yourself, you can't be honest with someone else. Mm, you're just cheating on but yourself. That's what we said in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just saving it for the end. <laughs> I was just saving it for the end. Um, so guys, look, I really appreciate the time. You guys took a strong hour for us today. Um, you know, we really appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we're going to wrap up the show. You know, we've, we've given them some banger questions. Um, you guys are actually, as the audience, for plugging in. We're going to be able to do the clips. I'm going to send them the clips in a couple days. I'm going to have the clips, and we're going to post them. So you guys don't miss out on anything that was shared on this podcast today. So look, ladies, Offrey, I appreciate you being here tonight and giving me an hour of your time. Maria, same thing. We would love to have you back to talk about different topics and, and different stuff because you guys are just a well of information that people need to know, not only just when it comes to dating, but just even when it comes to maintaining a connection, when it comes to doing self-healing, when it comes to looking at themselves. We could open up the box of this conversation. And we will do that because I'd love to have you both back on here. So let's wrap up the show. Again, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. You guys can say goodbye to the audience. Um, and we will see you guys real soon. Thank you so much. Thank Good you. Pleasure. Nice meeting you, Marie. Yeah, it was nice meeting you too. <laughs>